Ultra. Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are diving into Disney's The Little Mermaid one minute at a time. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And I'm Kestra Dorowski. We are discussing Minute 5, which begins with King Triton riding into the concert hall on his chariot, and ends with Sebastian trying to pull something from his little seashell chariot. Minute 5 of The Little Mermaid features King Triton lighting a chandelier, Sebastian being announced and entering the concert hall, and a discussion between the king and Sebastian regarding concert expectations. Yes. We made it to Friday. First week of our new movie. Happy Friday. It's, we're, it's here. We're, we're, we're doing it. We're doing it. For for a minute, I think we we thought we were... We were just kept pushing it off. <laughs> yes, we were delaying and we are buckling down and we are doing this just so all our listeners are aware. We are recording uh, ahead of time quite a bit. We're doing a lead up because Kestra is due with our baby at the end of September, which will probably interrupt our recording schedule at least a little bit unless we can keep our schedule very, very, very well. Uh, but we are planning to release these episodes towards the beginning of September Baby comes in the end of September, if she's on schedule. And we wanted to have things ready, so if needed, we can we can take a break for a week or two and recover from, <laughs> from the baby getting here. But we are very excited for our baby girl. Yes, we are. Very excited. King Triton is excited for one of his baby girls. <laughs> very he particular. has He's, a favorite, he, and that's terrible. He is playing favoritism. He just wants to see how Ariel does. That's all he cares about. <laughs> yes. He's talking to to Sebastian, and he's like, I look forward to the concert and, and stuff. And he's like, especially my little Ariel. And I'm like... Now, this is supposed to be her... It is it is her debut. So it is a concert that it's featuring Ariel. Right. Uh, which, also, she is noted for having the best voice of all her sisters, which... I mean, that uh, it's probably the case. Yeah. I think all the sisters are voiced by just two women. Mm-hmm. Um, so she only has to beat out two people. <laughs> but we'll find out later when we hear them start singing. Correct. That's next week. Yes. When we will have a guest, our first guest for this movie. Yes. I think a new guest, um, someone we did not have for Snow White. That is correct. So look forward to that, listeners. Mm-hmm. I did ha- I did forget to mention this yesterday when King Triton was announced, mm-hmm. but he has like the most grand applause um, uh-huh. that follows his announcement and him I, and entering. His entrance is very nice. Like he has a, a high point of entry, and he can kind of descend and then level out, uh, and and it's it's very show offy. Probably not the greatest view for the audience. I, I'm guessing most of them can't really see him very well. They have a a low view of it. Which is not great. They just see no. the bottom of a seashell. Yeah. But it's good for us as an audience. <laughs> yes, it does look very grand for us. And we see kind of this this low view of, yes. of the concert audience. And, yeah. And then... Sebastian gets no, announced. No, oh. no, no. King Triton goes and lights the chandelier. Yes. When we first with his magic triton, which seems like a frivolous use of a powerful mythical weapon, right? 
But when we first see... That was mythical, not mystical. Just so we're clear. It, it is it is both a mystical and a mythical weapon. Yes. So it is a mythical weapon. I'm practicing dad jokes. Okay. <clears throat> uh, he... <laughs> Hard to recover from that one. He lights the chandelier. But in yesterday's minute, when we first enter the concert hall, like the... the camera and and the mer people right the chandelier is already lit is that definitely the same chandelier not entirely positive but it does look the same does look the same so it could have been an architectural chandelier and there's multiples and maybe he's lighting the one just above his seat to show off i don't know also how exactly is he lighting it like what kind I, i guess it's magic so it doesn't it doesn't have to be explained. So I guess it's just magic. Yeah. All right. Question answered. <laughs> but then we get Sebastian. Sebastian. He's announced. Yes. I uh, I love Harold the Herald, the seahorse. He's so great with his little voice. And he gets so excited when he's announcing Sebastian. <laughs> like, I, I'm pretty sure that Harold and Sebastian are friends. Most likely. With, with the introduction, like... Which is, he is introduced with more bombast than King Triton was. Yes. Uh, less fanfare, but more bombast. So. Yes. Harold is is giving Sebastian credit. So, or maybe he's just like a music fan. I but don't know. maybe they're friends. I, I hope that there's some sort of friendship. Yeah. They're like the same size. It's true. And we have very little evidence that there's anyone else in the court for Correct. King Triton. Correct. And certainly, we have no evidence of anyone the same size as King Triton. Right. Now I'm kind of suspicious about this whole scenario. We need to watch more of that TV series to see what's going on. (laughs) Because there have been other people. There was like a treasurer at some point, but it was a small fish. And he did not last. No. He was greedy and evil, so he did not last. Yes. But Sebastian, always there. He's a right-hand man. Right. Right Right-hand crab. But he's announced, and his full name, Horatio Felonius Ignatius Crustaceus Sebastian. I'm intrigued that he goes by his last name. Yes, me too. I would have expected something more like Sebastian Crab, or, I mean, that's a little boring, especially considering this name. (laughs) Uh, Do you think any of that was not actually part of his given name? I have no idea. Because I could believe that Crustacean is, like, a small title. Yeah. Like a, like a nickname, like a quotation marks thing that you see in, in credits sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. I, I'm a big fan of Horatio Felonius. Ignatius. Ignatius Crustaceus. Oh, it's not Crustacean. It's Crustaceous Sebastian. So, maybe it's not a title. Maybe. But, but I'm a fan of that whole name. Originally, Sebastian was supposed to be an English crab. Like, like a stuck-up. Like butler kind of crab. And his name was supposed to be Clarence. I have no problem with the name Clarence. It uh, it evokes It's a Wonderful Life, I think. Is that, isn't that the name of the angel gang in It's a Wonderful Life? It's a Wonderful Life is not my favorite film. Um, I can't remember. But I feel like Clarence is the name of the angel in It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, I like Sebastian better. I like all of his names better. 
I like him better as he is than as a stuffy British butler type. A cog- a Cogsworth, if you will. Yes. Um, and y- y- do you want to take a guess at to- as to who suggested they changed the name? Was it Jeffrey Katzenberg? No. Oh, that was all I had. Howard Ashman. Oh, well. Way to go, Howard. <laughs> Two for two so far. Music and changing Sebastian's <laughs> yes, name. Yes, and he wanted to change it uh, and make him Jamaican as well. Uh, beca- particularly because he wanted more contemporary music with a beat to be in this fairy and they, tale. And they certainly achieve that, which is which is a wonderful element. Like, it's really great. It has resulted in some confusion in at least one child me, uh, as to where all of this was taking place. So, because he was Caribbean, I was sort of always under the impression uh, that this must be set in the Caribbean, or Caribbean, however you care to pronounce it. Uh, That's not the case, obviously, as you see no one else with a Jamaican accent, and none of the other markers of a Caribbean environment. And so... Then my thought was, well, they're probably in the Mediterranean. I'm not sure why I thought that. Possibly because Atlantica is similar to Atlantis. Things like that. Also, probably not really the case. Now, now, as an adult, I understand Hans Christian Andersen and the mythology of the Little Mermaid, the story, and the statue, and everything in Denmark? Yes. Denmark. Nailed it. Uh, And so, obviously, this must be farther north. Possibly even in the Baltic? Possibly. Because I've I've lived in Poland, and I've seen the Baltic Sea, and I've stuck my feet in it, and it is not what I would expect for this film and the environment they display, but... There is plenty of mermaid mythology, uh, in a large part associated with uh, the Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale, The Little Mermaid. Uh, even in the capital of Poland, Warsaw, the coat of arms for the city is a mermaid holding a shield and a sword. And the mythology for that is that she is like the cousin of the Little Mermaid from from Denmark. And she chose to swim to warmer waters by swimming down the river that cuts through the middle of Poland. And got captured in a net in in Warsaw, was set free by some shoemakers. A, a lot of Polish mythology, the heroes are shoemakers. It's like the thing. <laughs> it's like and the and the cobblers saved the day, and for whatever reason there was resourcefulness or, or or something. But a lot of Polish mythology, shoemakers are the heroes. But they set her free, and then she promises to protect the city and the good people of the city, and she does that with a shield and a sword. So, like, there, there is mermaid mythology up there. I still don't feel like Denmark is the place where this is set. It just doesn't quite feel right. I like the, I like thinking Mediterranean still. That's probably my favorite option. Um, but that doesn't necessarily track. Yeah. So I guess we will default and say probably Denmark. Uh, do we have a time frame for when Little Mermaid should take place? Not off the top of my head. We will do some more research into that. Yes. Uh, so, 
Horatio Felonius Ignatius Crustaceus Sebastian comes in and da, 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 da. Is the, does he get like a tiny like kazoo fanfare yes it, but he also has like a tiny chariot pulled by goldfish yes like like keep them in your house goldfish yes <laughs> uh and we wanted to mention all of his titles yes so in this case he is announced as the Distinguished Court Composer. Distinguished Court Composer. As we've been watching the animated series, just the first season so far, uh, we have taken note of some other assignments and titles he has received. Beginning uh, very early on as the ambassador to Sharkania, where basically shark men mermaids live. They're, they are much more shark than merman-ish. And all male, I think. In that episode. Yeah. Um, but he was sent as an ambassador to Sharkania, where the Sharkanians are. Uh, what else has he been? In the show that we could re- we could remember so far. We have not been taking close notes on this animated series. Yes. Handler of the thingamajigger, which is Prince Eric's... Or not Prince Eric's boot. But, but a, a human a, boot. A, a it human was a pirate boot, boot where I think, Prince Eric one. comes into this episode, but yes. Yes. So... They think the thingamajigger is a weapon. They think the boot is a weapon. And Sebastian's job is to dispose of it. And King Triton gave him a very, very formal instruction to do so. Yes. I don't remember exactly what the title was, but he his job was to dispose of the thingamajigger. He, big reveal, he didn't do it very well. <laughs> he was also a trusted advisor. I think that is in this film. He's, he's like my most trusted advisor. Yes. Uh, Whale walker. Okay, so in one of the episodes, uh, Ariel hides a killer whale. Also, it should not have been able to breathe as much underwater, as we've established with with dolphins, uh, as it did. Uh, And the whale was treated as a dog, basically. They called it Spot and... It was a mess and a hassle, and it treated much the way as someone bringing a dog home, which makes me wonder about the status of uh, mammalian marine life in the environment of the mermaids, uh, because they tie dolphins to the chariot, and who knows if they die. Mm -hmm. And Orca was kept as a pet dog, basically, and I think Sebastian was... Uh, made responsible for some of the tending to that whale. I don't remember him getting officially uh, titled anything in that one, but I believe he was assigned to help walk the whale, so to speak. A, yes. A dispatched guard by assignment. Yes, he was assigned to guard Stormy the seahorse. They have large seahorses who do not speak. For whatever reason, those seahorses do not match up with Harold, the Harold. <laughs> um, but Stormy, the large seahorse, was was a very wild, rugged seahorse that Ariel wanted to ride, and King Triton did not want her to ride. And Sebastian was dispatched to guard Stormy, the seahorse, and ensure that nobody came to ride Stormy. Big reveal. He did not do great at this one. <laughs> and the last one that we have written down is... Make- so far, we will keep tabs on yes. this. Yes. Is making sure that the Daughters of Triton get ready for the festival on time. Yes. So that was one of the recent ones we watched. Uh, and it focused on Ariel and one of her sisters, Arista, I believe. Yes. 
we will be getting more into the sisters next week. Um, uh, having a fight and Sebastian was responsible for making sure that all of the daughters of Triton had done their hair and makeup and everything and were ready to, uh, head to the festival. It was, it was pretty much like a carnival or a fair, um, on time. And when they did not successfully get ready on time or rather, uh, Ariel and Arista had a big fight, he was assigned to stay home with them. So he's basically a babysitter and a caretaker for the daughters of Triton, as well as I guess their music teacher, because he mentions rehearsal. So he is responsible for their rehearsals. Yes. I believe it. His music chops are on point throughout this film. Absolutely. I did. I love Sebastian. In case we didn't make that clear. Sebastian's great. We're big fans. Yes, we, we most certainly are. I did want to mention that there was supposed to be a deleted scene it, um, which Let's happens. see if this comes out as being a good deleted scene or a bad that it was deleted scene. Well, it was deleted and then parts of the movie were changed, changed. a bit. Uh, but it, it was before Sebastian enters the hall. Uh, he's backstage talking to the, the, the daughters and making sure that they're all getting ready right and everyone's there. And he discovers that Ariel is not there and uh it was ultimately cut so that the the that the audience would have a bigger reveal of ariel not being at the concert i think that makes sense yes good good call good delete i have a note about um i don't remember exactly where it falls in i think it's while they are announcing sebastian there's a shot of the crowd there is a merman wearing a bow tie he has no other accoutrement or adornment, but he is in the back, and you see you see some other mer people and some fish, and then you see this guy in the back with just a bow tie, and he looks like a Chippendale. <laughs> he, he looks like like a skinny Chippendale, but it is kind of ridiculous that in this concert scene, you just have one merman with one bow tie. None of the other mermen are like they're not wearing ties. That's silly, but. I saw that and I was like, hmm, all right, going for that look. It, I don't think it's working for him. Mm-mm. I think he should ditch it. Also, I'm surprised that King Triton doesn't just blow it right off his neck because he hates human stuff. <laughs> but that is is later on. Yes. Um, I just wanted to mention the voice actors for King Triton and Sebastian. Let's go for it. So Sebastian was voiced by Samuel E. Wright. He's great. Yes. And then King Triton originally was supposed to be voiced by someone else. Do you want to take a guess as to who? No, I do not. Patrick Stewart. That would have been fantastic. He had to turn down the role for- Because he joined Star Trek The Next Generation? Yes. Uh, He couldn't have spared like an hour on his lunch break to voice King Triton. Although the current voice of King Triton is iconic and I can't really- like. I can try to imagine Patrick Stewart, but I can't really imagine anyone but whoever the current voice is, whose name I do not know, but it is a very good King Triton voice. The 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 King Triton who ultimately voiced him was Kenneth Mars. Well, it's great. And and good job, Kenneth. Like yeah. you beat out Patrick Stewart for this one. But can you imagine if Sir Patrick Stewart did voice King Triton? I can. I 
I think I really do prefer um, what we have, though. Yes, I agree. It it works very well. It's a perfect characterization yeah. of him. I would be afraid that the Patrick Stewart one would have maybe. I, I I'm afraid of being able to recognize it. First of all, um, even though I guess it would have been towards the beginning of his, his really popular career mm. um, and his his well known phase, but yeah, I think I'm happy with what we got. I I, I think I am happier than I would be otherwise. I agree. Uh, I if I mean, if things had been switched, I don't. I wouldn't know. But I think I'm happier with Kenneth Mars. Yeah, that's all I have. That's all we have for you today. We are part of Dueling Genre. You can find us and many other podcasts at DuelingGenre.com. There, you will also find a link to a Patreon page where you can support all Dueling Genre productions. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at DizMinute on email as DisneyAnimationMinute at gmail.com, and on Facebook at the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society or Damsels Group. We also especially want to thank uh, the MoviesByMinutes.com, where all, or most at least, depending on how, uh, how recently someone's announced a new project, uh, the Movies by Minutes podcast can be found. You'll find a list of them, uh, including us. There are dozens, at least. I think we might be getting close to 100, but I don't know how close we are to that. And it depends on how you count it. If you count all the movies that have been covered, it's probably over 100 by now, because you have things like Indiana Jones, which has done multiple films. Star Wars has done five out of um, you know seven uh, saga films at this point, and things like that. And And we will be part of the the large collection, <laughs> the franchise collection of Movies by Minutes. Uh, but go check out MoviesByMinutes.com. If you like us, I'm sure you'll find another film that you are interested or franchise that you're interested in listening to. People break down one minute at a time. A lot of them are, are just... I listen to a lot of them. <laughs> I do not listen to all of them. I don't have that kind of time. But I listen to quite a few, and I, I really enjoy them. Until next time, thank you for making us part of your world. Part of your world